Hey, this is Michelle. And I have a little thought about something that Matt was sharing this weekend at church in his sermon. He was teaching us out of Acts 4, 32, and it says this. All of the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of his possessions were his own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, and much grace was upon them. There was no needy person among them. For from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them and brought the money from the sales and put them at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. They told the story of Barnabas who did that, and then of Ananias and Sapphira who did that in a different way. And he was encouraging us of what does it look like to uh, engage in this next kingdom assignment and sell things that we have in order to give it to the church, to the kingdom of God, to what God is doing here. And um, it, that sounds really similar to something else that like gets said in, this is Acts 2. Um, so it's a very similar thought, just a couple chapters earlier. I'll read it to you. This is Acts 2, 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and held everything in common, selling their possessions and goods they gave to everyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So it's this similar, this feeling of, you know, having that people... Um, living together in common and sharing their things and selling their possessions and goods to provide for the good of the body. And, um, you know, as Matt said, it's not some uh, cultish or communism sort of thing as much as a a open-handedness in the kingdom of God to go, hey, what is mine? Does not actually belong to me? Like, do we actually believe that about our things? That my things don't belong to me. They belong to the kingdom and I need to be faithful to give them and put them wherever he sets. So um, two things came to mind. One is the Apostles' Creed. And listen to this. So um, I don't know if you think about the Apostles' Creed very much, but it has this line that really that sprung into my heart yesterday as I was listening to Matt, and it says this. Um, this is the whole thing. I believe in God, the Father, the Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell, and on the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father, Father Almighty. From then he will come to judge the quick and the dead. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Um, I grew up saying that every week. I don't know if any of y'all did either, but, um, you know, and it's a, it's a statement of the early church about what they believe. And I think what we still believe, um, the part that stalked me yesterday and sort of in general is this last chunk. Listen to this. I believe in the Holy spirit, the Holy Catholic church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. Um, that part about the Holy Catholic Church, um, that the Catholic part doesn't mean like Catholic as in the denomination, but it's kind of almost like the whole wide church of God. And then the communion of saints, like there's something about that that I'm like, I think we miss as 
Westerners, as Americans, that the what is that? What is, when we realize, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, like that. There's this like wholeness to the body of Christ that is meant to be very big and wide and connected. And I think we tend to think like me and mine, my stuff. So like even so like what Matt's kind of challenging us on is like our possessions. What does it look like for us to sell them and give them for the good of the kingdom? Um, what does it mean to act as someone who is part of the communion of saints? That we are a part of a body and that it's not about what is mine and where the boundaries begin and end with me, with my stuff, with my money. But what does it look like to be a part of a greater thing, a bigger thing, and go, I will offer all that I have and all that I am because I belong to the kingdom of God. Like that, that is a really different thing. So when we look back at those verses in Acts, and so like, yes, they're, they're doing this like thing with their possessions and their money, but also something wild is happening in their hearts. Like the way that they are connected to each other, the way that they eat, eat they says they break bread in their homes and eat together with glad and sincere hearts. And it sounds like they are praising God, enjoying the favor of the people, that they are praying for people and they are having miracles. Listen to this. Everybody was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. Like what happens when we live in this kind of obedience, not just with our money, but with our everything? What does it look like to live as the Holy Catholic Church, the church of God? What does it look like to live in the communion of saints? with everything. I don't think it's something that we're used to, but what happens out of that is actually miraculous. Like, so the next part, Acts 3 is um, Peter and John were going to the temple courts. There's a crippled man there and he is, he asks them for money. And then Peter says this line, this is Acts 3, 6. Peter says, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. And immediately the man was healed. So I I think what is striking me about that is is that he's like, we're living in this space of where we have learned to be very open-handed with our money and our stuff. And then I love this line that he's like being really open-handed with the blessing of the king. And like, what is what he knows the Holy Spirit wanted to do in that moment? He's open. So he goes, silver and gold, I do not have, but what I have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Stand up and walk. Like, I think that there is a, a sweet invitation there of learning in the kingdom. The economy of the kingdom is that it is not about what is mine or what is yours. It is about what is ours. And, um, I heard this line in a song the other day that was about like that all of the love that God has given me, I give to you. Like how dare we be stingy with what God has so generously given to us? Um, And yes, that's about money. It is about way more than money. How do we live freely and open-handedly with everything that we have and everything that we are? And the riches of the kingdom of God, like I go like Peter and John were open-handed with the riches of the kingdom of God. And they were like, all right, God, what do you, what do you want to do in this moment? Like, how did he even know to give that to them? Well, I bet he was being really attentive to the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit said, move to Peter, Peter moved. And when he said, speak, he speak. So like, what does it look like to live in that kind of obedience? How can we be open-handed? How do we live full throttle into the kingdom? 
And go, God, everything that you're doing, we are in. And I withhold nothing of who I am from you. My money, my time, my talents. That anything that you want, I will live that way. I am part of the communion of saints. I am part of the bigger kingdom of God. And that actually matters. Like, it changes something when we do that. When we do that, when we live that way, it changes something in the kingdom, in the spirit. Miracles start to happen. So I'm so encouraged that the churches of this area are doing this, this kingdom assignment. And um, I'm so encouraged about what it might, what deeper thing it might also birth in us as we are open-handed with our things. How do we become more intimate with God, more connected to him, more connected to each other as the communion of saints? How do we realize the bigness of the kingdom? And then how do we live in the reality of that, that actually permeates everything and that Jesus calls us into? Um, so let me pray for us. God, help. Help us to realize the hugeness of the communion of saints, the hugeness of the kingdom of God. Open our eyes to the spiritual reality that maybe we are slow to see, that we might actually understand who you are, what the kingdom of God is, and what you're calling us into. And God, we do pray that your kingdom come and your will be done here as it is in heaven. Holy Spirit, help. In Jesus' name, amen.